Well, thanks much for joining Making Healthcare Work for You, Different Perspectives and Empowering Solutions. I'm Stephanie Fields, joined by my co-host, Dr. Apoorv Gupta, and today we are welcomed by Jack London, who is the founder and CEO of PatientPal and also the CEO of Health Direct Partners. Thanks so much for being here again, Jack. What a delight. Thank you so much, Stephanie. I appreciate it. So we've had you on the show in 2023. We were really excited to talk to you then about how PatientPal was helping its members, but through employers. Now you have a newly launched service where PatientPal is direct to consumers. So you're offering the same types of things that you were doing before, except for a super affordable rate to anybody, regardless of whether they're employed, insured, underinsured, uninsured, anything. So tell us, how does that work? You said to me or said to us a few minutes ago that the first question when you're determining how to prioritize the care or what that person need needs is by saying, what does this person need to improve their quality of life? And so that's through advocacy, concierge service. So tell us, what does that look like? How are you improving the people's quality of life when they're signing up for patient pal? Well, thank you, Stephanie, and thank you, doctor, for allowing me to come back and speak about this new program. PatientPalMembership.com is, is, the, is the website for, for PatientPal. And what's exciting about this is that there are so many people today that are affected by healthcare. We're all affected by healthcare when you think about it, and at some point in our life. Unfortunately, most of us are challenged with navigating through the complexities of the system. The system is not getting any simpler. Uh, there's a multiple of physicians. There's a multiple of doctors. There's billboards that are bombarding us that say that we're the greatest cardiology place. We're the greatest this place, this place, this place, not to mention all of the pharmaceutical advertisements that are on television as well. So where do you discern the difference in this situation for it? You know what? With experience. And that's experience that we have at Patient Pal. And the thousands and thousands of patients that we've been blessed to be able to assist over the past 30 years of doing this, we find that not every patient is the same. One, one patient at a time is our credence, as we say all the time. And the ability to treat that patient for their specific desires is what our goal and objective is. Because when we were asking, you had said, what, what, what can we do for a patient? We want to know what we can do for them. What, what is the problem? What is the issue? The issue is, as we've said, it starts with, I don't know if you can help, but, and then we take it from there. Um, when we're doing a interview with that patient, and that's what it is, or the caregiver, I must say, because there's several times when the patient is not able to be able to communicate their challenges. We want to be able to find out what's, what's the real issue here. And it's what's the issue today? We'll deal with the stuff that's going to happen tomorrow, but let's talk about what are you dealing with today? Well, I can't get my prescription filled. I can't get into my doctor. I can't uh, understand what is, is why is my, why am I having to pay for this? What are the things that have to occur? Healthcare is that complexity. And unfortunately, we're all affected by it. So you need to have as I said, everybody needs a patient bell. You need to have a concierge. You have to have some kind of an answer person in that situation. If and 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 we don't profess to know all of the answers, but we certainly will do our best to to get them and help. Jack, it, this is an incredible service. Uh, I think we've been waiting since you told us the last time uh, that you were about to launch this, and so we were excited to hear that it was coming. And I'm so excited to hear now that it has been launched. 
uh, with great fanfare and great receptivity. Uh, I'm just really, really excited personally to hear about the service because I can't tell you the number of people that contact me saying, hey, (laughs) I can't do this. I can't get into this. You know, can you help me with this? And including myself, frankly, I can't even help myself. So I want to, I want to, you know, open up on that, right? You said one of the things we can help with is I can't get in to see my doctor. I myself needed to see a gastroenterologist, and I was told the next available appointment was literally a year from uh, from now. So what if I was your patient and I called you and I said I can't get in to see my gastroenterologist for a year? Can you help us kind of and, and our audience walk through how would your staff of experts help? you know, to advocate differently and to open up, you know, the doctor's schedule so that I could indeed uh, be, be seen sooner. This is a test. This is a test. We need an, app- an appointment for a poor by the end of the, the interview. Everybody, yes. everybody treated like, a, and I'd be delighted to help you. Our team would be delighted to help you. And I'm disappointed you didn't call us in the first place. Uh, but, but I will tell you this. You are to us a VIP. All right. And, and, the opportunity is the fact that the front office staff, unfortunately, doesn't know you from Adam for the most part. I mean, they may recognize your name, but at, at most, mostly they'll say, well, doctor, we have to go into our scheduling and we're going to figure it out. Oh, gosh, you're right. I can't see you for the next two and a half months. Well, that is not doesn't sit well with us because we know that when a advocate is calling and that's one of our patient PEL team members, when an advocate is calling that office, we're not talking to the office staff. We're going behind the scenes. We're looking at the administrator. We're looking at the nurse, the chief nurse, because we know the doctor's already in a room with somebody. They don't have time. In fact, the doctor doesn't even schedule his own appointments or her own appointments, right? So basically, there's somebody doing that. Well, if somebody knew that there was this VIP who we're calling about that is sitting outside in the waiting room, we'd like you to get him taken care of. I have a, I have a great example for that. Um, one of the reasons that we started our company, I was at a, at, at a, uh, at a seminar and I'm sitting in a circular table and lo and behold, next to me was the vice president of benefits for AT&T. All right. And her phone rang and she said, oh, I got to take this call. So she left, walked out of the room, came back and said, do you believe that? And it was the chairman of AT&T that had called her and said, Sue, we have one of our senior most vice presidents sitting in an emergency room. He has been sitting there for six hours and he's not bleeding profusely, but he's, you know, those are the criteria and everything as to how they're going to get back in. I need him back to work <laughs> and I got it. I need some help. And she looked at me and, and she, and she looked at the table basically. And she said, I don't know what to do. What am I going to do? And I said, I think I can answer that Sue. <laughs> I walked out, called one of my, our, our staff members we had him in the back seeing a doctor within five minutes of our phone call. Was it the, by the grace of God? Absolutely. But it was also, again, the fact that we went right to the charge nurse at the emergency room. We said, we've got a person. I understand that you're dealing with a lot of crises going on right now, but we've got a gentleman out there that's been sitting there for six hours and he needs your help. That's what it took. And all the next thing he knew, they called his name and he brought him back there. Now, 
Is there any magic to that? No, it's again, it goes back to the process of healthcare, which is complicated enough, but it's the process by which a patient is treated. When you have a one-on-one -on -one personal relationships, identifying that patient, knowing that they're sitting out there in that waiting room, we're going to get them back there. We're going to get them there. And in your case, doctor, we would do the same thing. And a case thing, we would do the same for Stephanie. The issue is, is that a patient is in need. We want to be able to bring them a new level of engagement. And that engagement is to every office has that special person in there that can make an exception. Say, yeah, all right, Jack, we'll get them back there. That's patient pal. How do you do? It's so tricky, though. You know, in that emergency situation in particular, because that is an emergent situation. So oh. I, I don't know. I feel like everybody needs patient pal. And I'm sure you feel that way, too, because how can you say that this person who's been waiting, you know, 14 hours doesn't deserve that same care? I don't know. So it's, I, everybody needs patient pal because everybody needs to do it. But then we need to solve the healthcare problem overall. Right. Because nobody should be waiting for hours on end. Oh. But. How do you, it makes total sense in situations like a porvs, if he needs to see a specialist, because then you get to that person who can make those considerations and figure that out. So what do you do? Obviously, part of it is having the right connection, knowing who to call, when to call, like you were saying. And also, you have to have the ability to make sense to them because you have to prove that there is a reason if there's a one year wait list that this person needs to be in there in the next five weeks. So what are some of those things that you use to to show if there is because they're like, OK, well, we have 14 people that have the same condition. Why are they making the exception for that one? So how are the ways that you're able to use that and back up those connections and contacts that you have? You know, Stephanie, it's a personal phone call. How many times have we sat where you and I have had personal phone calls and somebody calls up and say, hey, Steph, I have this person that I'd like you to talk to. I think they're outstanding and I think they would be a great guest. And what are you going to do? You're going to call that person. Are you not? And that's the relationship business. So we are in the relationship business. We happen to be in the healthcare relationship business. In the healthcare relationship business, there's a personal uh, uh, buffer, if you will, which I've been called several times. I said, buffer's fine. You want to call me a buffer, that's okay. But the aspect is, is that when you have that personal contact and you have a, a special nurse that is saying, I'm an advocate for this patient, we need your help. You are putting a sense of urgency in one sense, but you're not usurping the process. You're literally making them aware of the opportunity. And they don't get calls like that. I can assure you they don't get calls like that. Now, they're going to take that call. I've rarely ever had a situation where an administrator or a uh, assistant or a nursing representative of that doctor doesn't take the call. A lot of times it'll go into voicemail or what have you. But when they do get that call and I'll sit on the line, our team will sit on the line and wait until they page them and they come back on there and I say, hey, look, we got a special patient. Everybody, I understand you got a, a room full of people, but I need your help. That's the connection right there. It's, it's again, it gets back to how do you personalize a faceless person, right? In a way. Yeah. And that's what we're doing. We're cutting to the chase and walking through the back door. That's why we say we know the, we know the back lines of a typical practice. 
That's I have one tiny question. Porv, I'm sure you have other ones related to that, but just as a technicality, do you need, when somebody's using patient pal and you're going in to make an appointment for them, do they need to sign a HIPAA consent to allow you to act on their behalf? Part of the, part of the membership is, is, is a HIPAA release form because we're going to get their demographics. That's when they, they want to know, they want to know what their age is, what they're covered by, who their you know, name, uh, where they're from, all of those things. And, and that's all the information that we're armed with. So it's not like we're going in blind and just say, Hey, I got a doctor buddy out, sit outside. <laughs> I need your help with it's literally, this is the issue. This is the circumstance. And this is what we're asking for your consideration. So, so Jack, uh, Stephanie actually opened up the line of thinking that that was sort of going through my mind also. And let me see if I can do it justice in sort of articulating it a little bit, because I, I, I on the other hand, am thrilled that I signed up for your service and now I'm a VIP. I love it. You know, love it. Who doesn't want to be treated like a VIP, right? Because now you're going to get me access and in a way that's, you know, good, calm, respectful. You're not manipulating the system. You're just uh, managing the system, uh, building relationships. That part of it all sounds amazing to me. And yet what Stephanie was saying was like a little bit of that hesitation, which I also have, which is, but yet what about all those other people that don't have access to patient pal? Are we not just exacerbating health inequity issues? Because like it or not, I mean, not everybody is going to be able to afford the $150 a year membership for, for patient pal. And so are, you know, are people like me going to be able to get seen and I'm happy who cares about everybody else? Or is there a, a healthcare rationing crisis that I'm kind of worsening because there's a reason why that doctor isn't able to see someone for a year. So I'm kind of troubled by the same thing while at the same time, obviously incredibly pleased that there is such a service like this. I, I don't know, maybe you can help us sort through this, walk through this a little bit. We're an advocate first. And I think it's a wonderful question. And that is that if I had my choice, you know, I, I take care of everybody in that football stadium that's watching the Super Bowl game. OK, at <laughs> all all 100,000 that are in that stadium and then, then the rest of them that are out there. Um, I know that the, the challenges and the struggles with my own family and we're all affected by those situations. We basically have been blessed with the opportunity to at least extend that in a professional way to those people that are out there. And 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 doctor, I I have in 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 the many many 35 years that we've done this i can't tell you the hundreds of people that we've done it at no fee at no charge so it's not as if we haven't been benevolent at all it's it got to the point where it's also a business decision clearly and that business decision is when you think of that 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 nurse who is skilled in what they do we happen to find those types of nurses to be able to say, we want you to be compassionate. We want you to be care, cared for, and we'll pay you to help these people. <laughs> well, that is obviously a business and that's how, how we, how we operate in that sense. We're not trying to think in terms of just because you're going to pay us, we're, you know, we're, we're now going to be offering the service. This was long overdue and affordable if that sense. I can honestly say $150 for the year 
I'll go, I'll burn through that in a couple of phone calls. All right. As you think about it, when you're dealing with a nurse and the wages and the salaries and the rest of that, that's not my intent. My intent is uh, I'm a businessman. Yes. But I want to be able to provide a service that I love doing. What a great thing to do to help somebody to be able to provide that kind of kind of opportunity. And now we're seeing more than ever, the costs continuing to escalate and the confusion to be even greater. They're bombarded by choices. And, and most folks don't know that a no premium cost for you joining in some managed Medicare program means, what does that mean to the member? Well, it means you're releasing your Medicare card. You no longer have it. You basically are giving your care and treatment over to those groups of doctors that maybe you don't know or haven't met yet. And, and the aspect is, is that cardiologist that you've been seeing all those years, you're not going to be able to see again because they're not part of the process. Well, somebody has to tell them that. Somebody has to explain that to them and somebody has to share that. I'm not against that opportunity because there's some outstanding medical care and treatment that's going on in those ACOs. I'm talking about what is it that you're accustomed to, Mr. Patient, and what is it that we can provide you with for that transitional opportunity? That's where we come into play. There's, I, I would love to see us overwhelmed with memberships, obviously, because I do believe everybody needs a patient pal. I just also know that there's some financial barriers to it as well. And, uh, and, and that's what we have. That's why we, we really challenge, we're challenged with where do we want to price this? There is a, a company that is somewhat similar, but they do it more of, uh, on a regional basis. They charge $1,500 a year the same service so i'm not feeling bad about where we are price-wise <laughs> when you were describing the value of what you do when you were saying costs are, are escalating and confusion is also escalating along with these things it seems to me that patient pal in so many ways is actually a communication concierge company because that is such a major function. It's being able to get in touch with the right people to get people in for those appointments when they need them. It's helping people with their plan and understanding what is and isn't covered and who's in network and out of network. And it's also probably helping whenever somebody's newly diagnosed with some sort of condition when you're not thinking right. You know, all you're thinking is like, oh my God, I, I need a will. What does this mean? It's those types of things that you're like, oh, I need help because you're not thinking clearly in that moment. So, so much of what you do is you're able to be that calm communicator, concierge, all those C's, the, you're a whole bunch of C's, you know, and, but providing a plus service, of course, but you were saying in, with the traditional patient pal that I think it was 80 or 87% of your calls are outbound. In this case, I'd imagine that many of them, especially with the new service is going to be inbound because people are reaching out to you for help. And they're not somebody that you may have known about otherwise until they sign up for your plan. And so right. who are you seeing so far? Are you seeing people who are diagnosed with conditions and are needing help because they don't understand, they're confused, or they just have so many moving parts that they need assistance? Or are you seeing more of a caregiver, somebody who's saying, my mom is now going into a skilled nursing facility and I don't know anything about that world and I need help. Where, where are you seeing the need now with this new service? 
versus what you might have seen previously? Well, in 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 our healthcare world of business, they call this adverse selection. <laughs> and that means that a, a patient is in need immediately. So most of not of, of not all of those that have enrolled thus far are in need tomorrow. They they need help and and they've been they they're at the end of their rope. They've tried all the different processes. They are just confused. They don't know what to do. And also, Stephanie, you 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 really nailed it. It's more of the caregiver because we're finding out the moms and dads of the caregivers are the ones that are in need of help. And they're just saying, I had a I had a, a health professional call me uh, Monday actually, and uh, he said I've got to get my dad into an Alzheimer's unit and to a memory care unit. He's at that point now where we can't take care of him at home. But he said, do you know of places that I can go and interview and see? And he talked to me about a specific area and location. And we happen to know very well because we've already referred patients to several of those locations. I gave him two out of the 10 that they had available. And I said, if it was my dad, this is where you want to think about it. And so they're going to make that choice as to go, but at least they're going to be able to walk in. And here's the other part of it. When they walk in, they're going to know this, this gentleman because we've already made an appointment for him. That's our concierge level of service. We've already made an appointment with the administrator of that unit to be able to say, hey, we've got a special patient coming. We've got a, a gentleman coming in who's, who's looking for a place for his dad. I want you to take care of him. So we've already greased the skids, if you will. But the fact is, is that there's a level of familiarity. So he's going to walk in at the point where people are going to say, thank you, David, for coming. Let me take care of you. And those are the kind of things that Patient Pal does. So it's not just go over here, see you later, have a great life. It's literally stepping it, stepping it as if we're going to make that interview. We're going to go through that with them. And then we, in fact, I followed up with him today to find out, have you gone there yet? I need to know. I just I want to know. I want to see what what his response was and how they treated him and to make sure that there you know weren't any hiccups or whatever. And do you understand the parameters, what the cost is? What do you need? So it is follow through, it's a follow, follow up. The average time we spend with the patient, here's a here's a key indicator, is three and a half months. In healthcare, that's a long time, three and a half months. So we're not only just saying, what can we do for you today? We're going to follow up to find out, did you make that appointment with your doctor? Did you follow through with that uh, rehabilitation? What's the next step in, in what? We have, a, we have a patient going through, they went through regenerative medicine, which I, I think has a place by all means for their, their knee. And it's now at the point where she needs a knee replacement. Well, the, the last place that she went to she wasn't happy with because she waited in the waiting room. They weren't nice. There wasn't a great interaction. She didn't care for the doctor. I mean, there were a lot of different nuances to it all. And we didn't want to get into that. We just said, we'll find you a place and we'll work our way toward that. So it took another transferring medical records, getting that latest CAT scan or MRI that she did, a number of different things that patients don't think about that we wanted to correct cross the T's, dot the I's. And we did. As I'm hearing you talk, it's the 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 challenge, you know, that's that's striking us probably is more so that the system is so complex and that it requires so much complex navigation and coordination and communication in order for it to work. Uh, that's the real 
travesty, I guess, of, of the healthcare system is that we feel that we can't even operate. And any of us, all of us would probably benefit from this service. As you said, everybody needs a patient pal. Who here doesn't? It's because the system has become so complex. So we're really fortunate that we have solutions like yours that are now coming into the market that are able to, to help. Uh, I, I guess I'll just still try to tie that back to the idea of the, the have-nots. Is there, in addition to what you're rolling out as the consumer-oriented model, uh, you, you mentioned that you're certainly providing plenty of charitable services as well, but is there some sort of a health equity focus model, uh, maybe a way to do uh, some form of uh, assessment of, of each client's uh, you know, financial condition to determine who is or is not able to pay, uh, potentially have that sponsored by, by a, a, a third party, if not the health plan. I wonder if that's you know, something to be thinking about at all, or maybe just too far out into the future. Uh, because I do think that, like you, I think all, all of us here who live in America throughout the world really all need a service like this. So how can we make it more available? Uh, but do you yeah. care to venture any thoughts to Jack on, on that front of what could make this uh, model, both a commercial model, perhaps, and maybe per perhaps a sponsored model for others as well? I, I'll just say this, Dr. You've had calls from friends that have said, could you help me with things? And I'm sure you said, uh, I don't know, but I'll find somebody I can or I'll try to help you whatever I can do. I've never can, I can honestly say that I've never had a patient or a possible patient call and, and I'll say, I'm sorry, we're not going to help you. My, my nurses do not have the authority, nor will they, to say, who's paying for this? That's, you know, maybe that's not a good business decision. <laughs> but you know what? Well, you get to do something that you love that you're doing. And, and, and people know of it. There's nobody that we're going to refuse, by all means. So uh, I, I don't think I would stand on rooftops and say, call me anytime you want, you know, uh, <laughs> and and it doesn't matter if you can pay or not, that type of situation. Uh, certainly, we're going to help. And that's all I can say in that sense. But uh, th that's why this model is is affordable, you know, at, at $150 a year. And, you know, obviously, patientpalmembership.com is easy. You get on there, put the card in boom you're done you've got it going and that's a 12-month process so it's it's a pretty cool program and i believe that we priced it uh, accordingly so that at least it's affordable thank you so much for being here jack this was a really fabulous conversation what an honest how honored i am again to see both of you and allow me to speak about our company thank you very much thank you thank you all for watching we'll talk to you soon bye-bye